Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. And if you see a strange face, I think if you're watching the screen, it'll be to the right of me or... Maybe it's to the left. You know, I'm not good with directions and or cliches, so I apologize. You are seeing capologist extraordinaire Ian Whetstone of SteelCityInsider.com. And when I Ian is the guy that I always talk about when I say my salary cap sensei. This is the man, the myth himself. Ian, welcome to the program. Hey, Lance. Thanks for having me. I want to thank you for your time this evening. I know it's late back east and it's a little cold, so I don't feel that bad because <laughs> I know you're not going anywhere because it is quite chilly this evening. But the title of this episode is The Steelers Can Fix Their Cap Issues, I Think. <laughs> and so the reason I wanted to bring you on the program, Ian, as the salary cap sensei, the guru the knower of all things cap. I want you to either verify that or shoot that down. Before we get into the cap, can you just briefly explain the salary cap to listeners on the program? And how is the salary cap number generated in the National sure. Football League? Sure. So, I mean, the salary cap has been in place since 1994. Um, uh, it was put in place um, as an offset to player demands for true free agency, which they finally got. At that time, um, one of the givebacks they gave, you know, to, to obtain that was a cap on what teams can spend um, in a given year on all of their players. Um, now there's, you know, that number that 
that the, the, the teams fit under the cap. Um, there's lots of manipulation that goes on so they can pump more cash in than necessarily is counted towards the cap, at least in a single year. Although over, over an aggregate number of years, teams do have to fall, you know, underneath that, that spending cap. Um, so you can put money off for a time, but it eventually comes due. Um, the current cap, um, the cap this past year was 188.2 million um, per team. Um, that comes from a formula that's in the collective bargaining agreement. Um, it takes into account different categories of league revenue. Um, some of that is revenue that's shared evenly between all teams, like the TV contracts. Um, some of it is, you know, stadium money per team. Um, but teams get an average number that that they're all, you know, calculated based on that. Players get a percentage of each category of revenue, um, and then the league says, okay, this is the cap for this year. Um, now, teams, all teams, don't necessarily spend up to that cap every year. Um, and in fact, in, in recent years, we have a number of teams who are way under it year after year. Um, they do have to meet a certain cash threshold over a period of, of in four-year chunks, um, but in a given year, teams may not live up to that. Um, expenditure um, and so they roll over big chunks of money from year to year um, but that's a that, that's the limit that teams are working with and the Steelers are almost always right up to the limit they had an odd situation last year where they did not spend to the cap limit um, not this past year but in 2018 um, as a consequence of the Le'Veon Bell holdout where they had allocated a certain chunk of money to Bell he never showed um, they got rebated that money at the end of the year, but they had no real way to spend it in the meanwhile. So that was an unusual circumstance where the Steelers did not spend up to the cap, but they are a team like some teams are that every year they're right at the cap. So um, underspending it is not an issue um, for them. Um, but that's the basics of where, you know, where it comes from. It's just, a, it's a calculation based on types of revenue that each team, you know, gets allocated. Now there's a comment in the live chat mm -hmm. uh, by a longtime listener, Ron Chess. Ron said, that the new cap is going to go up about ten million dollars. Is that true? Yeah, in that vicinity, I would, you know, I think it's going to. So it was about one hundred eighty-eight million this year. I think it's likely to fall right around two hundred million, maybe a touch under, um, but one hundred ninety-nine, two hundred million, is 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 where it's looking likely. Um, you can use. It's usually fairly predictable how much you know. You, revenue tends to increase pretty linearly, at least you know, within ranges where the calculations stay the same, um, where the types of calculations stay the same. And it's been around 6% for the last couple of years. I would expect it to be in the same vicinity, which is going to put it 199, 200 million. So yeah, 200, 10, 12 million a, increase. Yeah, that's a nice round number. Now, I'm sure yeah. that'll be different for you because it's typically never that round. I mean, yeah. if it comes out to 200 million, I'm sure for all the cap work that you do, it's pretty easy to do the math. Now, Dave Schofield, we call him the Oracle, asked a question, and I wanted to reach out to some of my fellow podcasters and get their input in terms of some questions that they wanted to ask. So before we jump into the Steeler part of it, Dave wanted to ask, what are some common mistakes that you found that fans make when trying to interpret the cap and trying to figure out a team's cap number? Yeah, uh, there's the biggest one by far is people say people think things and assume things like, okay, so um, the Steelers had this big dead money number for Antonio Brown this year, say. They don't have that next year. So they say, okay, well, that's 20 million that they have next year that they didn't have this year. That's not the way the cap works. I mean, every year, the numbers for every player is different. So it's not like you could say, okay, they had a hundred, you know, the limit was 188 million this year, and next year they don't have Antonio Brown, so it should they should they should only be at 168 million. It's 
not the way it works. Every year, the numbers are different. A lot of years, play, individual players have big jumps from one year to the next. So you got to look at each year as its own snapshot and not assume that just because a big number is coming off the books that there's a lot of space coming available. It's just not how it is. I know I've made that that mistake when we've had our discussions about mm -hmm. the Steeler caps. So let's just transition right into the Steeler situation. How much, according to your estimates, do the Steelers have remaining in cap space? Yeah. So, I mean, with the players that they have under contract, which I mean, I haven't looked at all the, the future signings that they made at the end of the season. Those are generally fringe players anyway. Um with the players that they ha had signed at the end of the year, they're they're right at about that 200 million level anyway, or they will be once um, um, the running back uh, uh, Connor. Once Connor's salary escalates, his base salary will escalate a little bit um, from a clause that's in every rookie contract after the third from the third round on. Um, it'll go his his salary will go up to about. 2.1 million. Once that happens, they'll be right at about that 200 million. So anything that they do, they're going to have to make some space to do. You Including know, just weird. signing, you know, minimum salary plan. I need to make some space to do all that. You know, it, it's weird. And, you know, you spoke to it about, you know, Antonio Brown, um, his dead money, um, Le'Veon Bell and our show, we call, you know, Antonio Brown, Mr. Third and Fifth. Uh, you know, we call Le'Veon Bell Mr. Butt Naked and Robbed. Um, <laughs> so those, good, good those, those are good names for those guys. So, and, and, and just clarifying again, I, I think the perception for most Steeler fans with, with those guys coming off the books that the Steelers would not be um, in this predicament. Because I think you would classify this as kind of like cap hell, especially well, when you look at um, or, 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 or tell me, do you think it's cap hell um, and just, and just why Steel, why fans are so off in terms of why they thought there was going to be much mm -hmm. more space as opposed to, cause I'm a little bit surprised when I went to over the cap, I looked at some of your numbers as well. And I see like, man, they only, they got like 1.5 million in cap space. Like, wow. Yeah. Like where yeah. did it go? Like, yeah. why are they in this position? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the, 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 the shortest explanation um, is that they've been, they, ha they haven't had a period of non-competitiveness in a long time. Um, and so they've got a lot of decent players and they've had a lot of decent players for a long time. They don't have years where, um, they're falling under the cap and then, you know, that can sort of, because teams roll over space from year to year, if you go through a non-competitive period and you do it right, you can sort of bank that space and it, it gives you some ease in later years as you roll into a competitive period. Well, the last time they had a non-competitive period was before the, you know, before the, this current CBA even existed. Um, they've also been play, paying a franchise quarterback, a franchise quarterback salary since they extended Roethlisberger in what was that? 2008, I think was his first, was the first time he wasn't on a rookie contract. Um, you know, and so when you look at them compared to, um, a, a, let's say a team like, like Baltimore, Baltimore's paying their their quarterback rookie salary. Roethlisberger is making the going rate for a franchise quarterback, which is thirty plus million dollars a year. Um, you know, you're talking about a difference of almost thirty million dollars just just in that, just in how much the quarterback's making. Um, so so yeah, uh, uh, sustained competitiveness um, will generally 
result in teams not having a lot of space. There are exa- you know, there are examples of teams that 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 do find a ton of space. Um, you know, the Patriots are always a team that that they're exceptional. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. you like, how, um, like, can you can you can you uh, illuminate uh, on how the Patriots are um, able to do it, or is, is there a particular style at which the Steelers like to? Uh, you know, do their contracts in a way uh-huh. that put them in this situation as opposed to a team like the Patriots who are far more competitive, win more championships, um, you know, and have, I mean, you know, sure. than everybody. And, 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 you know, so how do the Patriots do it? And, and they're able to have 50, 60 million dollars in cap space, yeah. it seems, on a regular basis as opposed to the Steelers. Sure. So, I mean, one thing is I just I caution anyone against using the Patriots as a model for much of anything because they are they are exceptional. I mean, um, in, in every regard, they've been exceptional. Um, so there, there might be things that they do that you can look to emulate, but no matter what you do, you're not likely to achieve that that same success because no one's ever done it before. Don't maybe no one will do it again for decades. You know, um, they're definitely they're certainly more ruthless. You know, a little more cutthroat about. Um, contractual stuff than the Steelers are. Um, uh, the Steelers are one of the more, um, let's we could call it loyal teams with their players. Um, they're m- not as quick to cut players loose um, as other teams. But there's a handful of teams that, that fall into that. Um, the, the Bengals are, are, are reluctant to cut players that they have under contract. Um, the Packers, I would say, are more loyal than most. There's a, there's a handful of teams. Um, but, you know, that, that, that certainly can... You know, if you if, if you if you keep every older player one year longer than another team might, that adds up over the years. Um, that's that's a factor. Now you just made all of Steeler Nation that's listening to this show very depressed because there's something <laughs> else that the Patriots do better than the Steelers. So they win more games, they have the same number of championships, and dare I say they may manage their cap a little bit better yeah. than the Steelers due to just ruthlessness. Well, you know, they're also in exactly the same position as the Steelers are right now at home. So, yes, yeah. now see, now that was a great flip. Now because Wind you made everybody so. happy. Yes, so everybody <laughs> is happy that they are at home. I think the big thing, oh, but one thing I wanted to ask is typically, uh-huh. or let me just ask it this way. Break down the 30% rule. Yeah, uh, sure. And, and, so, and break so down how that impacts what mm-hmm. the Steelers, because the next question, I think the follow-up to that is, of course, the Bud Dupree issue. And, mm-hmm. and what are the Steelers going to do in regards to Bud Dupree? And, 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 and can they fix this issue, or, or do they even have an issue that they need to fix? Yeah. So great question about the 30% rule. And um, uh, this comes into play because – um, I mean, so the position that they're in, as far as just being tight to the cap, they're in that position every year. That's 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 nothing new. What is different about this year is that, at least as of right now, unless there's a, an extension to the current collective bargaining agreement, this is the the final year of the collective bargaining agreement, and it's the final what's called the final capped year. Um, and there are special rules that kick in in the final capped year, and one of those is this 30% rule. Um, the 30% rule dictates that. Um, portions of any player's contract um, cannot grow by more than 30% of the value in the final capped year, which is 2020, can't grow by more than 30% of the 2020 value in each year. So if a player, 
makes 10 million in 2020, he can't make more than 13 million in 2021 and can't make more than 16 million in 2022. Um, signing bonus money doesn't factor into that. It's not counted in that cal calculation, um, but other, other types of money can only grow by that amount. Um, sorry, my screen kicked off for a second because I wasn't doing anything on it. Um, yeah, so that poses a special challenge because one of the, um, probably the major mechanism that the Steelers use to create cap space each year is just a simple restructure, which is where they just turn a player's salary into signing bonus. Um, and that is then prorated over the life of that contract. So it lowers their cap hit in the current year and increases it in future years, um, which makes people nervous, but really shouldn't. There's lots of prudence to doing that, um, pushing off money into later years where the cap increases. And so the, the, the value of each cap dollar is lower. That's another matter. Um, and correct, but, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian. They've done that with Ben's contract a few times because a few of times. They haven't the done size of the contract. Um, I think the last time they did it was in the in the mid 20 teens. Sometime they did it a couple of times. Then they've been sort of reluctant to do it since. Um, they they are generally reluctant to do it with older players. It's usually the younger players that they go to first to do that. Sometimes they run out of younger players to do it with, um, and do wind up doing some older players. Um, but they certainly seem to veer towards the younger players um, first with restructures. And that makes sense. I mean, because when you have a younger player, you're planning for them to be around longer. You have sort of more real estate in terms of the years they have remaining to, to push some of that money around. Um, but yeah, they, they, they have. They have done it with Roethlisberger before. I don't know that they would be anxious to do it now with the age that he is and just coming off what was a very serious injury. Um, but I, you know, never say never. Um, anyway, so as far as the 30% rule, it, 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 it poses a real challenge as far as restructures, because if you can't lower the player's salary to give it to them, to them as signing bonus instead, if you can only lower it to where it's within 30% of the next year's, that's that's a much lower threshold. So when we're looking at restructures, whereas in a normal year, you know, in a normal year, if they wanted to, if they wanted to push it, they could lower Roethlisberger's cap number with a simple restructure by almost $10 million. Um, this year, all the players on their roster combined, the capacity for a restructures is less than $10 million. Um, so you just, there's not a lot of room to make space with that this year. Um, so with that sort of, that sort of major tool out of their, you know, not available to them this year, really the only thing they can do to make space is cut players. Um, and that starts getting painful. I mean, there might be some easy pickings, but you run out of those names pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, so that's 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 different than in than in what other years have the, the, the challenges posed in other years. So when you talk about cut players, I know you've taken a look yeah. at uh, the players. Who are some of the players that you think are, are ripe to be cut and trying to get and, and clarify how much space mm -hmm. do they need uh, for the franchise tag? And just briefly define the difference between uh, the type of tags that they sure, can use sure. as a mechanism. Sure. Well, before we even get into a franchise tag or into retaining or adding additional players, um, you know, they got some restricted free agents who are going to need to be right. tendered. Right. Um, and that's not that's not nothing. I mean, it's not a lot per player, but it but it does add up. Um, and, you know, they got um, who is it? Uh, uh, they got Byler, Hilton. Right tackle. They got Hilton, Filer. Um, uh, Banner also. So the, so Banner. The, those are the three the, big names. Those three. Sort of, that's right. That's right. And there's a couple of they could, but that, they, they could not. The long snapper, um, Dangerfield. I don't yeah, know they probably won't. Yeah. You know, 
But some of those other guys, like, um, you know, Hilton's, gonna, Hilton's not going to get the lowest tender, because if he gets the lowest tender, there's a strong chance someone would sign him away to an offer sheet. Um, so he's going to need a middle tender, and then you're looking at $3 million, $3.3 million, something like that. Um, I, You know, they, they, they've used those middle tenders on some even reserve offensive linemen in the last couple of years. Um, I kind of expect they'll do that. Uh, certainly, at least with Filer, maybe even with Banner um, this year. Banner, they've got a little more room because he was a, I think he was a, I think he was a fourth round draft pick originally, so they could use that low low tender and still get. Yeah, some I think it was third or fourth from from the Colts. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, it was third or fourth, I believe, with the Colts. Um, but Filer, I think it's it's almost certain that they'll use that that mid tender, uh, if not even conceivably the high tender. Um, so then you're you know then you're talking about needing an extra, I don't know, nine ten million dollars just for those. Um, just for those restricted tenders, um, eh, maybe eight million. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Um, so then you're looking at needing clear space just just for that, just to sort of operate. You're going to need to sign a draft class eventually. That's not a lot of money, but it's some. Um, you're going to need money just to fill out the rest of the roster, and that's before you're adding any players. Um, so the first players that you look at cutting, you know, that's where that money's going is going to be just to tender some guys and get yourself operational for the off season. Um, but, you know, I think um, there's a couple um, there's a couple pretty easy, you know, pretty easy cuts. Chicolo is the most obvious. They gave him a deal last year. It was a two-year deal for $8 million, but that $8 million was not split evenly. It was $3 million in the first year and $5 million in the second year. So you can pair $5 million off um, with a Chicolo cut. That seems like a pretty, you know. Kind yeah, of let, me give you, let, let me give you – let me give you my guys. Sure. And, and, and I'm going to let you play – uh, I'm gonna give you the Ginsu sword, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark Barron. Yeah, five and a quarter, I think, to cut. Yes. Him. Five. Yeah. Uh, Vance McDonald. Yeah, it's it's that's five point something five in the in the. In the yeah, in five. The I got five point six here. Uh, Chickalo, right. we said so. We'll just round them up to five million for each of those guys, and that'll be like fifteen million there. Ramon Foster. Yeah. Yeah, four and a quarter, I think. Yeah, so you're saying yes to all of these as cuts? Uh, well, I so I I think that um um the 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 first two, uh, uh Chicolo and Baron, I think those are I think those are easy cuts. I the the, the team the seems to like Baron. I don't I, I every time I that defense played really well this year, but every time I saw someone make messing up, half the time it was Baron. Um I don't I in, in a year where you have space to carry him, you know, maybe it's not it's not a ton of money to pay a player, um, but when you need space, that's one of the easy spots to get it. So I, I uh, you know, Chickalo and Barron to me are are, are, are no brainers. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple other names. I'm gonna just give yeah. it to you rapid fire, and you tell me if you think all of these guys will get cut. Mm-hmm. So we're talking sure. about Ramon Foster, Jordan Berry, Daniel McCullers, and Tyson mm-hmm. Alualu. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 so I think, uh, unfortunately, I think Foster is. Uh, my guess is that he will be cut. I don't think they'll want to do it. Um, I'll be sorry to see him go. He's been a he's been a good player for them. He's been a great bargain for them forever. Um, you know, big locker room guy, um, and and a reliable piece on that line. Um, but of all the, the of all the places on the roster where they sort of maybe have some bodies that could fill in there at a lower cost, that's you know 
that, that that's that's one of the places they could do it. So I so I think in a normal year I would say there's no there's no way he's going to get cut. But in this year when they need space and have limited means to do it, I think I think Foster's going to find himself on the wrong end of that. Yeah. Um, the so tight end is a trickier at? question. McDonald's. So where are we at? We're probably with our cuts. Let's say if you agree to all my cuts, right? Yeah. I know you don't want to cut these guys. I could I can mm-hmm. see the angst and I can hear the <laughs> angst in your answers. But let's say we cut Baron. McDonald, mm-hmm. Chickalo, Foster, mm-hmm. Barry, McCullers, and Tyson Alualu for a cap savings of almost evenly $26 million. Yeah. yeah. How much more do we need, or how much more do the Steelers need to possibly retain uh, Dupree, mm-hmm. uh, sign the restricted free agents, and sign their draft class? How much more space uh, would they have to clear up to get all that stuff? And I'm keeping out probably my favorite player on the Steelers, Javon Hargrave. I'm mm-hmm. just assuming yeah. that Hargrave he's, he's gone. and Forget BJ like Finney he, may not be back. That, Hargrave, that both Hargrave of those is players, uh, you know, um, Hargrave is going to, I think people are going to be surprised at what Hargrave commands on the open market. Oh, he's getting uh, top dollar. He's, he's going he's to get paid. I, you know, I, you know, I mid teens, um, million per year. I, I at least, you know, I mean, that's, that's what they're looking at. I, I, He's going to go to a team where, uh, you know, this team, less, uh, at least prior, before Tua got hurt, you know, he's, he's not playing. He's not going to play 70% of the snaps. He's going to go to a team where he's going to play 70% plus um, because they run a scheme like that and they can value him at that level where they can they can justify paying him, you know, $16, 17000000 million, something like that. Um I, I think he's really going to find himself in, in in high demand on the open market. I think he, I think he's I think he's al- going to be al- in almost as much demand as Dupree, uh, at least in terms of cost. Um, so yeah, I think I think if that deal were there to be made, it would have been made last year. Um, you know, I, I I think they 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 would like to keep him, but there was not a number that was going to make sense to them and to him. Um, so since it didn't happen last year, I think there's, there's I think this year it was a foregone conclusion that, that, that he was gone. So, so what's that total number? What's that total number? That yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're at 26. So, I mean, are we talking about retaining Dupree uh, with a, with the long-term contract or just with a franchise tag? You tell me. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm AR two. Yeah. I'm AR two. And I have you in my office and you, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what, what's best for us. Should yeah, we sure. try to give him this long-term deal? Um, or, or should we try to sign him to a franchise tag? So I'm going to just give my AR2, AR2 voice. So Ian, so what should we do? Yeah. Should we sign him to a long-term deal or should we uh, just put so, him to a tag? Let's just break this down so for me. I, I don't think a long-term deal is, is, is prudent. Um, it's not, that's not a, a judgment on his value as a player. Um, I mean, he played great this year. He looked great. Uh, I, I think there's, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can you hear me, Ian? I can, yeah. Did I did I blink okay. out there for a minute? I think you did. Go ahead. All right. Um, they're, but they're looking at paying Watt in a, in a couple of years, and he's looking at he's going to be looking at becoming you know maybe the highest paid defensive player in league history in history of you NFL twenty four million a year or something like that. Um, and I usually don't say that you know you worry about paying the same position twice. I I, I say just pay pay who your best players are. Um, but I don't know that you can look at spending, you know, forty million a year on two players, you know, at at, at a similar position. That, that that's that's that'd be a tough that'd be a tough thing to swallow. So given that you you know that they're going to resign Watt, um, I just don't think a long term deal for Dupree is, is prudent in that case. So I think if you're going to retain him, it's going to be in a franchise tag, and so then you're looking at swallowing a sixteen million cap hit um, for twenty twenty. Um, which is tough. I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a tough figure to swallow in the in the situation that they're in. You know, they need, let's say, another nine million for their restricted free agents. Um, then you're at fifteen million. I'm sorry, nine million plus twenty six is thirty five. Yes, thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> thirty five million. Um, twenty five million. Sorry. Um. And then the draft class is really only a couple million. They don't have a first rounder this year because of right. the Fitzpatrick trade. Um, so that brings that that uh, that rookie class number down. Um, but you're going to need some more space. You're going to need space just for, you know, you need some buffer for injury replacements. Um, you're going to have guys go on IR in the offseason. you got to pay workout bonuses. You're eventually going to have to pay a practice squad. Um, you know, you're going to need to look at at least probably the, the, the low – let's say 30 32 million you you probably have to pair off to get all that stuff done including a including a, a franchise tag for Dupree and i think that's i think that's tough to do with this roster the way it is and with the 30% rule in play um now if you get a new you know if there's a new collective bargaining agreement before the the off before the off season then things change because all of a sudden restructures are back in and you can create tens of millions um doesn't mean i would necessarily do that you know, to retain Dupree, but it becomes much more plausible to do. Let me um, ask you, let me ask you, is there, what's the timing period in which they have to offer him uh, the tag? Is there a possibility they wait, you know, they try to wait and stretch this out for as long as possible to hopefully get a uh, a new CBA in place? Because it sounds basically like the only way they can create room uh-huh. because of the 30% rule is to, is to gut the roster. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Is there, yeah, is there yeah, a no. scenario in which they try to wait and try to long play this or slow yeah. play this like poker and sure, just really me, wait I, and see if you get a CBA in place? Sure. And I think that that's, that there's, there's, that's fairly likely um, that they would do that um, if it came to it. I don't um, – I actually was talking to some other guys, some other cap guys today about this, and someone brought up an interesting point, which is that in the final cap year, there there's, there's another particular rule which allows teams to use – an additional transition tag in addition to a franchise tag in a normal year, you can only use either a franchise tag or a, tr- or a transition tag in one year and only just one, you know, um, in the, in the final capped year, you can use 
um, or the final year of the of the of the of the bargaining agreement, you can use one of each if you want to. Um, but one thing that that means is that so once the once the window opens to start tagging players, um, they may not be able to change the rules for the year after that. So it could be that when the when the when the tag window opens that at that point they're sort of set in these rules for this year uh, i mean that's that's speculation they can they can do whatever they want really but they may not want to throw teams that hurdle where they tag players and then all of a sudden you got a new cba and those you know maybe that multiple tag probably isn't available in the new year of the new cba so what do they have to do they have to pick a player and all of a sudden they're sort of juggling what, what do we which who do we keep whatever um so that that could be its own issue um but as far as waiting up to the limit you know that they that they reasonably could yeah I, th I think i think that they could do that and i don't you know they they, they may not want to wait on cutting some players like if they think that it's likely they're going to cut them anyway um you know chicolo i don't think they'll hold on to chicolo and make him right. sit around i think they'll try to get him out there so if he can go catch on with another team he can go do that um foster they may show him the deference that he sort of um <coughs> do as a, as a veteran player and as a guy who's been a leader for them for a long time i don't know that they would necessarily hold on to him thinking well we're probably going to cut him but we got to wait um, I think if they sort of make that decision that they'll, that they'll move on it. Um, I just want to say, I see a number of questions jumping up in here. There's a lot of people asking whether or not I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, I, I, yes, I am. I, I born yes. and raised in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm right outside Pittsburgh right now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, what? Yeah, of course he is. No, no <laughs> doubt. Like, no, no doubt. He's a Steelers fan. Do you see, do you foresee any way that, you know, Jeff, me and Jeff bouncing around, you know, I 100% believe that Dupree is going to be on the roster unless he doesn't sign his tag. Do you, do you foresee any way where they don't offer him the tag, they don't cut some of the players we mentioned, and yeah. they just prepare for a future of which they'll just have Watt as their bell cow um, defensive player? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they really want to keep him, you know, at least for another year. Um I think it's I think it's I think it's very possible they look at what it's going to take and just determine that it's too painful. Um, the one area of the roster that I really think is a problem for that is tight end, um, because almost any realistic scenario where they make enough space to pull this off um, involves cutting McDonald, and it doesn't leave you any money to sign anybody else in his place. So what are you going to start? Zach Gentry at tight end, you know, yeah. th that's trouble. I mean, you're probably looking at drafting one somewhere reasonably high, but I, that's, that's dicey too. Like who, you know, you don't know what you're going to wind up with there. Um, now that position is kind of a problem, no matter how you speak. Like I, like I, I have liked McDonald at times in, in past years. I think he's looked good for them with Roethlisberger, certainly looked better with Roethlisberger than he did this past year without him. Um, uh, but you know that's one of the it's one of the easier it's one of the bigger numbers you can get from a player who is who is who is reasonably expendable. Um, but that that guts that position and that's that that's a tough yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, and that that's why I, I, I that's why I've basically said that um, unless something really strange happens, that the the issue of can they fix their cap uh -huh. situation for me. I'm a little pessimistic on it. Like, sure, they can fix it where they could figure out a way to get uh, Dupree signed and, you know, sign Filer, sign Hilton, sign Banner, get a rookie class. But I think they're actually in a position where their cap issues may have major ramifications on their ability to win a championship next year. And I don't know if I've said that in previous seasons, 
but it feels like it this year, given the 30% rule and given that they don't have some of the normal flexibility that they typically would have. You know, am I off base? I mean, is what is your gut telling you? Well, I, you know, I, 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 I say this almost every year. I, you know, you're a, a t- any teams, but especially this team's um, ability to improve from year to year. Mostly is, is mostly going to come from internal development of players that you have. Right. It's going to come from things like like Dupree this past year, where you know he he was a he was a much more limited player in prior years, and all of a sudden he blossomed. Um, it's not usually players in their going to their fifth year that it happens with. It's more second and third year players. Um, but that's you know the 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 white knights coming in to 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 save this team would, would mostly have to be guys yeah. already on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know, I there's not it, it, in 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 any circumstance where they keep Dupree, and again, all, all of this is accepting the possibility of a new collective bargaining agreement, which right. changes the whole changes the whole battlefield. Um. But any 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 end result that that where they're keeping Dupree, they're not doing anything else. Like uh, you're not signing any other free agents of note, uh, like even right. even of minor note. Um, you're probably not even retaining somebody like Nick Vanette. Uh, you know, um, so that you're not you're not you, that that probably kills your ability to do an extension with Juju. You know, uh, the money's just not there at that point. Um, so yeah, I you know, and I also I don't know that I don't know that letting Dupree go is 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 catastrophic for that defense. Like this is a defense that absorbed the loss of to it early in the year, who to that point had looked like their best player. Um, you know, they get him back. I, I think they can probably absorb the loss of uh, some some frontline guys, but you know, better than they may be able to other positions. Um, I, get, I get the effect with the two edge players. You know, you, two edge players is great. Uh, that that makes right. a big difference for both of them. It makes a big difference for the whole defense. But they've got other guys who put pressure. They, you know, Hayward's a great player. Uh, it has been a very good player and looked great for the first part of the year before he got hurt. Um, yeah, I don't. I just. I don't know that I. I don't know that I sink my whole season in the in 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 the. You know, I don't know that I. I don't know that I do the amount of roster gutting that it would take. Um, to make Dupree happen for one year, just possibly. for one year of Dupree. I, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's... it was great to see this. It was great to see this past year, but that's not. I don't know that that's the the smartest expenditure for that for what limited room they have. That you know? that 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 that's pretty interesting there. So, Ian, we want to thank you for your time. We're going to wrap it up pretty soon. Ian, let us know. Um, are you going to put out any you know any writing? You want to do any stuff for for Jim's site, uh, Still City Insider? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's not always planned real far ahead of time. Jim, Jim will, Jim will contact me. Hey, you want to do a piece this week? And I, yeah, yeah, I got time or no, or 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 don't have anything to say or whatever. But I, I probably, but not, not uh, nothing planned at the moment. One thing I do want you to put the rest is, and I think a lot of Steeler fans, and we might jump into a couple of questions. Um, um, but it's hard to go through the live chat. Thank you guys <laughs> for, for 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 staying with us. This is a robust live chat. I am impressed just seeing all this stuff flying by. But in in, in general, did, I mean, how would you grade uh, how the Steelers manage the cap? It's Con, right? Con is the guy uh-huh. that yeah, that's their, they're, they're, yeah, well, like con, how, their contracts guy. Yeah, yeah, like how would you kind of grade how they do it? I mean, what what's the narrative? I mean, what's a fair narrative in terms of how the Steelers, you know, mm-hmm. deal with their cap? Are they 
Uh, typically, do they are they smart with it? You know, are they a bad cap management team? Just overall, what what's your thought in terms of how uh, yeah. they manage it? Yeah, well, so I'll start with this. I notions of cap management as this concept are mostly are mostly imaginary. Like, uh, you know, it's it's numbers you push around. I, anybody can, <laughs> anybody could push the numbers around. That's not like what it comes down to is how much are you paying players and are they worth that amount? Um, you know, you're going to get into trouble if you're paying players more than they're worth, no matter how you push the numbers around. Um, so I, I, I will say that um, what they do, and what they have reliably done that I think is absolutely the smart approach is that they pay their own players and they don't invest a ton of money in outside players. Um, there's a lot of fool's gold in free agency. Um, teams hit certainly hit free agents. The Steelers hit free agents. They, they, they hit Steven Nelson this year is the, the, the best, fantastic, you know, fantastic, more robust signing they've had in, in, in years. Um, so I'm not saying you don't do it, um, but you, you got to pick your spots. Um, so, so just in general, if you, a, a team that is more ready, a team that is less likely to spend in free agency, um, is, is, is going to be better off in general. So, so, so I like that. Um, I think that, uh, um, so the Steelers are one of a handful of teams that have been really reluctant to, um, to guarantee salaries outside of the first year. They generally will only guarantee in veteran contracts that will generally only guarantee the signing bonus. And in effect, they're guaranteeing the first year. Um, it's funny because they've all, they're also, they're also probably the team that pays the players the, the, the largest portion of their contracts. They, they, they pay out the money, even though it's not guaranteed. Um, but because they don't guarantee money, they have to entice players in other ways. And a lot of times that, that means paying them a little bit more in general and, and loading the cash into earlier years. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that the time has, has come to rethink that. I, 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 was, I sort of got why they did that for a long time. Um, I just think that it's an idea that time has, time has passed and you have to start looking at um, just the, 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 in the cost-benefit analysis. I don't think, I don't think they're getting the benefit out of that approach that is worth the cost for it anymore. I think that they could um, do some better things with contracts if they, if they eased up on that and start guaranteeing some more money in the out years. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, that's interesting that you say that. So there, there you know, I, I mean, you know, it was interesting that you said that the Patriots were better Steelers than doing it. But it's going to be funny. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Steelers move forward with their cap issue. So overall, you know, the question was, can this cap be fixed? I don't know if that's the right question, so to speak. It's just a case of the cap is what it is, and they'll just have to make tough decisions yeah. as opposed no, to the roster and who they want to retain and who they want to keep. I mean, and they're pretty much going to be squeezed mm-hmm. um, regardless of what they do. That's right. That's, that's right. That's right. I mean, if they even if they don't if they don't retain Dupree, they're still going to be squeezed. Not like that's going to free up a bunch of money for them to go do a bunch of things with. It just means that they're not going to have to take some of the pain elsewhere in the roster that they would have to to make that happen. Right. Right. Um, right. Right. You know, so there's we, no. 
sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, there, there's no, you know, there's no real scenario where um, they're going to spend their way to, to, to a new level of competitiveness next year. Um, you know, the competitiveness is going to be the quarterback situation hopefully improves because you get your franchise quarterback back and hopefully he's playing at a reasonably high level. Um, and that you combine that with, with what, what was a very effective defense next, you know, um, last year, um, you know, and then maybe some of those offensive pieces that, that really did not spark a whole lot this year look a lot better if the quarterback play is better. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the answer. That's, that's the answer this year because it has to be, because there's no other answer. There's no, you're not going out and getting somebody who's going to come in and, and change things dramatically. It's just, it's, the money's not there to do it. So, you know, let me ask you one last question and I, I might rile up some people with this question. I'm just going to go down the speculation train. The quarterback uh-huh. seven, the hall of famer comes back. Uh-huh. He's average. You envision them cutting him in his final year? No, I don't. They're going to ride that contract out and just eat that full meal for the rest of the, for the last three years. I I think so as well. That'll be kind of a parting gift. The last year will be a parting gift to Ben for, you know, the Super Bowls and, you know, that like thank you for your service. Here's yeah, another twenty something million, you know, twenty thirty million bucks. Thanks. You know, t- I, I, of all the positions, that quarterback is the one where you see teams all over the league will do that, where they're they're reluctant to let go of a guy who has done the work for them. And part of it is, I think that that sort of appreciation factor. Um, part of it is just is just fear. Like that's it's the hardest position to fill. Um, you know, you, you you said you said you know if he comes back and plays average, if he comes back and plays average, that's that's quite a lot better than what they got this past year from quarterback position. Absolutely, you know? uh, and it's not it's not easy to find average at quarterback. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, there's a couple of factors that, that lead to that. And then you have a team that's not quick to cut vets. Anyway, I, I don't see a likely scenario where they would be cutting Ben loose and just looking to, to, to start a new, you know, a year from now. Ian, I want to thank you for spending some time. I know it's late on the East coast. I want to thank you. I know it's chilly. I know it's cold. <laughs> We we appreciate the breakdown, and, and I want to thank you over the years for answering uh, my myriad of questions. I don't know if you guys know if you're late on the show. You know, I've been asking Ian questions probably for the last seven, eight years for the salary cap. You've been so kind to answer my questions out of the blue. You share information with me about the cap. I get the updates on my computer all the time. I'm going to say it's been longer than seven or eight years. Yeah, it's probably been about 10. I mean, <laughs> probably as long as my youngest Yeah, my I, mean, youngest I think you kid. were asking me cap, cap questions, I think, the last time they won a Super Bowl, and we know that that was not in the last couple of years. Y- so. Yes, I think it's been forever. <laughs> and, 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 you know, sometimes I ask the same questions five different ways, and the answer is pretty much still the same. Uh, but definitely, I want to thank hoping, you're hoping for you. Know, I'm hoping I, that, that scintilla of hope, but I want to thank you for, for, for your contribution to me uh, and, and my knowledge of the game and my knowledge of the cap, and I want to thank you for sharing that with the fans yeah, behind I'm the happy steel to do that. Anybody, anybody, anybody listening in here, uh, you know, I'm easy to find on Twitter. If you want to fire questions off at me, I'm, I'm happy to answer anything. And Ian does. I mean, you're quite active on Twitter. I mean, your Twitter fingers are all, like sometimes <laughs> they're like red hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, Ian's active. I mean, if you get at Ian, he'll get at you. He clap back on you on Twitter. So 
your, your question better be sound and you better know what you're talking about because he will break you down. Uh, so uh, don't come don't come weak when it comes to the cap stuff because he in a cap it like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. But before we get out of here, Ian, what what how did you get into the cap? How did you, how did you how, that because the cap was like your baby? I mean, you I mean, how did you yeah. get into the cap? And, yeah, and, you know, um, I so in the early 2000s, um, the Steelers were sort of getting into a more competitive period again. Um, and I just, I saw a lot of, a lot of, um, when you would see information about contracts or about the salary cap, a lot of it was inconsistent. Um, and so it seemed unreliable and I just sort of wanted to know what was true. Um, and I could not really find any authoritative, um, source for that information. So I thought if I'm going to, if, if no one can tell me, I'm going to have to learn it myself. Um, it just kind of snowballed. And, you know, then I got people like you asking me questions. So I got to stay on my game. So, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I mean, you have to remain the salary cap sensei. <laughs> but with that, listeners, we are going to conclude the program. Again, I want to thank you guys for joining us on a Friday. Hopefully, you are doing something more interesting than joining us, eggheads, and talking about Steelers' salary cap. Hopefully you are doing something way more entertaining. But Ian, as well, <laughs> thank you for hopping on the program. And we're definitely going to get you back on the program because I, I am sure people are going to go back and listen to this interview. There's going to be a nugget or two that you predicted with this roster. And we're going to be like, nope, we told you. We told you on January 17th on Muhammad Ali's birthday, we told you what was going to happen with this salary cap. But with that, listeners, we're going to conclude the program, and as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks, Lance.